कंप्लीट वर्क्स ऑफ स्वामी विवेकानंद थर्टी सेवेंथ सेशन डेफिनेशन ऑफ भक्ति दिस इज फ्रॉम कंप्लीट वर्क्स ऑफ स्वामी विवेकानंद वॉल्यूम थ्री ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम श्री गणेशाय नमः डॉक्टर कृष्णमूर्ति शास्त्री दंबे पुणच बंटवाड़ तालूक दक्षिण कन्ड जिले कर्नाटक इंडिया भारत प्रेयर सतन्मयो ह्यमृत ईश संस्थो सर्वगो भुवन सेशोस्य जगत नान्यो हेतुर्विद्यत ईशनाय यो ब्रह्मण विदधाति पूर्व यो वै वेदाश्च प्रहिणोति तस्म तमदेवत्मबुद्धि प्रकाशम मुक्षुर्वैरणमहम प्रपद्ये अवनी दट इज ही ही इज दि सोल ऑफ दि यूनिवर्स ही इज इमोटल हिस् इज दि रूलरशिप ही इज दि आल नोईंग आल पर्वेडिंग the protector of the universe the eternal ruler none else is there efficient to govern the world eternally he who at the beginning of creation projected brahma that is universal consciousness and who delivered the vedas unto him seeking liberation i go for refuge unto that effulgent one whose light turns the understanding towards the atman shvetashvatara upanishad 6:17-18. Definition of bhakti. Bhakti yoga is a real, genuine search for uh, after love, after the Lord. A search beginning, continuing, and ending in love. One single moment of the madness of extreme love to God brings us eternal freedom. Bhakti says Narada in his explanation of the bhakti aphorisms is intense love to God. परम प्रेम वेन ए मैन गेट्स इट ही लवस ऑल हेट्स नन ही बिकम सैटिस्फाइड फॉर एवर दिस लव कैनॉट बी रेड्यूस्ड टू एनी अर्थली बेनिफिट बिकॉज सो लॉन्ग एज वर्ल्डली डिजायर्स लास्ट दैट कैंड ऑफ लव डज नॉट कम bhakti is greater than karma greater than yoga because these are intended for an object in view while bhakti is in it uh, is its own fruition its own means and its own end bhakti has been the one constant theme of our sages apart from the special writers on bhakti such as shandilya or narada the great commentators on the vyasa sutras evidently educates of knowledge jnana have also something very suggestive to say about love even when the commentator is anxious to explain many if not all of the texts so as to make them import a so a sort of dry knowledge the sutras in the chapter on worship especially do not lend themselves to be easily manipulated in that fashion there is not really so much difference between knowledge jnana and love bhakti as people sometimes imagine we shall see as we go on that in the end they converge and meet at the same point so also is it with raja yoga which when pursued as a means to attain liberation and not as unfortunately it frequently becomes in the hands of 
charlatans and mystery mongers as an instrument to hoodwink the <coughs> unwary leads us also to the same goal the one great advantage of bhakti is that it is the easiest and the most natural way to reach the great divine and in view its great disadvantages disadvantage is that in its lower forms it often times degenerates into hideous fanaticism the fanatical crew in hinduism or mahamedianism or christianity have always been almost exclusively recruited from these worshippers on the lower planes of bhakti that singleness of attachment nishtha to a loved object without which no genuine love can grow is very often also the cause of denunciation of everything else all the weak and undeveloped minds in every religion or country have only one way of loving their own ideal that is by hating every other ideal herein is the explanation of why the same man who is so lovingly attached to his own ideal of god so devoted to his own ideal of religion becomes a howling fanatic as soon as he sees or hears anything of any other ideal this kind of love is somewhat like the canine instinct of guarding the master's property from intrusion only the instinct of the dog is better than the reason of man for the dog never mistakes its master for any for an enemy in whatever dress he may come before it again the fanatic loses all power of judgment personal considerations are in his case of such absorbing interest that to him it is no question at all what a man says whether it is right or wrong but the one thing he is always particularly careful to know is who says it the same man who is kind good honest and loving to people of his own opinion will not hesitate to do the vilest deeds when they are directed against persons beyond the pale of his own religious brotherhood but this danger exists only in that stage of bhakti which is called the preparatory gauni bhakti when bhakti has become ripe and has passed into that form which is called the supreme para bhakti no more is there any fear of these hideous manifestations of fanaticism that soul which is overpowered by this higher form of bhakti is too near the god of love to become an instrument for the diffusion of hatred it is not given to all of us to be harmonious in the building up of our characters in this life at we know that that character is one of the is of the noblest type in which all these the all these three knowledge love and yoga are harmoniously fused three things are necessary for a bird to fly the two wings and the tail as a rubber uh, as a rudder for steering jnana yoga or jnana knowledge is the one wing bhakti love is the other uh, and yoga is the tail that keeps up the balance yoga is balance harmony for those who cannot pursue all these three forms of worship together in harmony and take up therefore bhakti alone as their way it is necessary always to remember that forms and ceremonials though absolutely necessary for the progressive soul have no other value than taking us on to that state in which we feel the most intense love to god there is a little difference in opinion between the teachers of knowledge and those of love 
though both admit the power of bhakti the jnanis hold bhakti to be an instrument of liberation the bhaktas look upon it both as the instrument and the thing to be attained to my mind this is a distinction without much difference in fact bhakti when used as an instrument really means a lower form of worship and the higher form becomes inseparable from the lower form of uh, realization uh, at a later stage each seems to lay a great stress upon his own peculiar method of worship forgetting that with perfect love true knowledge is bound to come even unsought and that from perfect that from perfect knowledge true love is inseparable because without a perfect knowledge of anything we cannot have love uh, perfect love towards that thing in the same way if you don't have perfect knowledge about uh, god or lord we cannot have perfect or pure devotion or bhakti towards him towards lord that's why they are inseparable without pure knowledge we cannot have pure devotion then only we have the perfect knowledge about uh, lord then only we will have perfect love towards him otherwise the bhakti or devotion or uh, will be for some purpose like a business hmm? if you give me this i will give you that in that business it will be bearing this in mind let us try to understand what the great vedantic commentators have to say on the subject in explaining the sutra <coughs> ಆವೃತ್ತಿರಸಕೃದ ಉಪದೇಶಾತ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಸೂತ್ರ ಫೋರ್ ಒನ್ ಒನ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಇಸ್ ನೆಸೆಸರಿ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಬೀನ್ ಆಫನ್ ಎಂಜಾಯ್ಡ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಶಂಕರ ಸೇಸ್ ದಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಸೇ ಹೀ ಈಸ್ ಡಿವೋಟೆಡ್ ಟು ದಿ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಹೀ ಈಸ್ ಡಿವೋಟೆಡ್ ಟು ದಿ ಗುರು ದೇ ಸೇ ದಿಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಹೂ ಫಾಲೋಸ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಗುರು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಡಸ್ ಸೋ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಫಾಲೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಆಸ್ ದಿ ಒನ್ ಎಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ವ್ಯೂ similarly they say the loving wife meditates on her loving husband here also a kind of eager and continuous remembrance is meant this is devotion according to shankara manana nirantara manana nididhyasana meditation again is a constant remembrance or smaranam of the thing meditated upon flowing like an unbroken stream of oil poured out from one vessel to other another ತೈಲಧಾರೆ ತೈಲಧಾರ ವೆನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರಿಂಗ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಬೀನ್ ಎಟೇಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ರಿಲೇಷನ್ ಟು ಗಾಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಬ್ಯಾಂಡೇಜಸ್ ಬ್ರೇಕ್ ಆಲ್ ಬಾಂಡೇಜಸ್ ಬ್ರೇಕ್ ದಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸ್ಪೋಕನ್ ಆಫ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಚರ್ಸ್ ರಿಗಾರ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಕಾನ್ಸ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರಿಂಗ್ ಆಸ್ ಎ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಟು ಲಿಬರೇಷನ್ ದಿಸ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರಿಂಗ್ ಸೊ ವಿಪದ್ ವಿಸ್ಮರಣಂ ವಿಷ್ಣೋ ಸಂಪನ್ನಾರಾಯಣ ಸ್ಮೃತಿ ದಿಸ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರಿಂಗ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಈಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸೇಮ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆಸ್ ಸೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ it is of the same meaning as in the passage when he who is far and near is seen the bonds of the heart are broken vidyate hriday grantihi all doubts vanish and all effects of work disappear dasmin drishte paravare para avara who is far and near he who is near can be seen but he who is far can only be remembered nevertheless the scripture says that he have to see him who is near as well as him who 
is far thereby indicating to us that the above kind of remembering is as good as seeing this remembrance when exalted assumes the same form as seeing worship is constant remembering as may be seen from the essential texts of scriptures knowing which is the same as repeated worship has been described as constant remembering thus the memory which has attained to the height of what is as good as direct perception is spoken of in the shruti or vedas as a means of liberation this atman is not to be reached through various sciences nor by intellect nor by much study of the vedas whomsoever this atman desires by him is the atman attained unto him this atman discovers himself here after saying that mere hearing thinking and meditating are not the means of attaining this atman it is said whom this atman desires by him the atman is attained the extremely beloved is desired by whomsoever this atman is extremely beloved he becomes the most beloved of the atman so that this beloved may attain the atman the lord himself helps for it has been said by the lord those who are constantly attached to me and worship me with love i give that direction to their will by which they come to me therefore it is said that to whomsoever this remembering which is of the same form as direct perception is very dear because it is dear to the object of such memory perception he is desired by the supreme atman by him the supreme atman is attained this constant remembrance is denoted by the word bhakti so says bhagwan ramanuja in his commentary on the sutra athato brahma jignasa hence follows a dissertation on brahman in commenting on the sutra of patanjali ishwara pranidhanadva that is or by the worship of the supreme lord boja says pranidhana is that sort of bhakti in which without seeking results such as sense enjoyments etc all works are dedicated to that teacher of teachers bhagwan vyasa also when commenting on the same defines pranidhana as the form of bhakti by which the mere uh, the mercy of the supreme lord comes to the yogi and blesses him by granting him his desires according to shandilya bhakti is intense love to god the best definition is however that given by the king of bhaktas prahlada या प्रीतिरविवेकिन अविवेकानां विशेष अनपायिनी त्वामनुस्मरतस्सामे हृदयान्मापसर्पतु दैट डेथलेस लव व्हिच द इग्नोरेंट हैव फॉर द फ्लीटिंग ऑब्जेक्ट्स ऑफ द सेंसेस एज आई कीप मेडिटेटिंग ऑन दी मे नॉट दैट लव स्लिप अवे फ्रॉम माय हार्ट द सिमिलर लव be stable on you god love for whom for the supreme lord ishwara love for any other being however great cannot be bhakti ishwara or vishnu or shakti anything it is god only love for god for as ramanuja says in his sri bhashya quoting an ancient acharya that is a great teacher आब्रह्मस्तंभपर्यता जगदंतर्व्यवस्थिताणि कर्मजनित संसारवशवर्ति यतस्तो न ते ध्यान ध्यानीनापकारका अविद्यार्गता संसारगोचरा फ्रॉम ब्रह्म टू ए 
clump of grass all things that live in the world are slaves of birth and death caused by karma therefore they cannot be helpful as objects of meditation because they are all in ignorance and subject to change in commenting on the word anurakti used by shandilya the commentator swapneshwara says that it means anu after and rakti attachment that is the attachment which comes after the knowledge of nature and glory of god else a blind attachment to anyone example to wife or children would be bhakti mm-hmm. we plainly see therefore that bhakti is a series or succession of mental efforts at religious realization beginning with ordinary worship and ending in a supreme intensity of love for ishwara that is bhagwan or lord so this ends the complete works 37th session topic is the definition of bhakti hari rama shri vivekarpitamastu vivekanandarpitamastu sarve jana sukhino bhavantu om tat sat